is may vary i'm brian noonan cody goff will be joining us in just a second he went to turn on another lamp big show today we're going to be talking about buying used furniture uh discarding memories cody has a couple movie reviews we'll talk a little uh, halloween prep but uh first we let's check in let's see what's going on i don't i'm not sure of the zoolander move and poses that's going on with you today what's uh what's going on how are you feeling what's well, what's new well brian i'm a poser I get it. That's very nice. Good. Usually was... I think that means pretending you're something you're not. What were you trying to pretend to be? A man? Just me. Just me. Oh, dude, I was impressed with your intro. I am glad that we had a six-hour show prep meeting. Where we talked about the show for probably four minutes, maybe? Six. Six, six minutes? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it was. I, I didn't realize how long I had been at your house till I was coming home from your house. And I was like, oh, my God. But like, all right, so we, we, may, we might as well uh, tell this thing. Quickly, we had talked about last week how we were going to have our first show meeting ever mm -hmm. about this show. Uh, now, granted, we've been doing this for a couple of years. You would think that we had done some sort of show prep. Normally, we didn't. We did it on our own, whatever. I always was prepped, and Cody would just show up. But uh, that's not true. But so Pretty we decided. I, more or less I said, true. I said to Cody, listen, you're a podcast guy. That's your business. That's what you do for your bread and butter. Oh, that might be foreshadowing. Uh, <laughs> so you do for your bread and butter. So let's sit down and talk about it, uh, making things, uh, improving things a little bit. You can always improve things. So I went to Cody's house Friday night, and I got there about 6 o'clock, and your son was still napping <laughs> at 6 o'clock. That's, That's like when toddlers are usually getting ready to go to bed. Yeah. But I was eager to see your son because he's one of my favorite people. Yeah. And uh, he got up about 6.15 and wanted nothing to do with me. He, uh, clingy was how you described him to your wife. He was a little a little clingy for that for, for about a half hour. More than you, yeah, usually he'll do the clingy thing yeah. in 15 minutes. Hey, it was a while. It was a Yeah, minute. he was not happy. Mm -hmm. uh, he didn't, he wasn't happy with you either, really. He, he didn't want uh, food. He didn't want beverage. He didn't, he wanted nothing. He wanted nothing to do with me, which was fine. I know enough to just then ignore a child and let him be. I'm not going to be, Hey, come on. You want to play? Man? I was just like, this kid doesn't want to talk to me. I'll talk to him when he's ready. Uh, he finally settled down when you made him some chicken nuggets. That seemed to be the thing as long as there was ketchup involved. So he needed some ketchup. Ketchup is key. Yeah, but then again, he did then. So then he's up and it was a little after 10 when he finally went to bed. And we had talked a little bit in between, but I was also playing with trucks and reading stories and, you know, uh, watching a rabbit run around your house, him being the rabbit and trying to figure out where he went. He was always, I always could see him, but I played along. I'm not, you know, I'm not a killjoy. I knew where the rabbit went. I saw him. Um, but yeah, he was very entertaining as always. Uh, and so we did, we did end up talking a little bit about the, uh, and I was about, I was going to leave, but then you said your wife was going to, going to arrive in a couple minutes. And I was like, well, I'll stay. And then we started the, then we all started talking again. And then finally it was after midnight. And I was mm -hmm. like, I got to go. Yeah. So it was good. So what did we come up with? What, what was the, what was everything going on with the, the, the results of the meeting? The big show intro that you just did. People know what we're talking about now. Well, what we're talking about, even though I didn't say we were going to talk about the show meeting. <laughs> well, but that's all right. It that's tied okay. in. You can, you can kind of look, here's the thing. 
as long as people know where we're eventually going to get to. These are the big topics. Yeah, you you can throw them out. And then you know, we used to do this on the radio show, right? Right. Be like, yeah, here's the show. Now let me talk to Roger about whether he's asleep or not right now. And right. 50% of the time, he was awake and would reply. The other 50, yeah. He was actually asleep, and it would be even better because then we'd <laughs> mock him endlessly for an hour and a half. Uh, so how are you doing? You said you were a little tired now. You're full. You had a big dinner. Yeah. The one thing that, that we didn't finalize out of the show meeting is I'd like right. to crack open a beer on a regular basis on this yes, show. Yes, a drinking segment. Which we've done a million times, but no, I, I, maybe not even just a segment, just a quick shout out. We just, quick. yeah, we crack it open and we say, okay, here we go. And maybe yeah. that leads to sponsorship down the road, but who yeah. knows? Mm-hmm. Like tonight I'm drinking a third gear uh, bourbon old fashioned. Oh, very nice. Yeah. So good. So good. So good. Um, but my dinner was, uh, she, what's the big, what's the big crust of bread? The long, like two foot one that's like comes in a bag and then you throw it in the oven. There's all kinds. It could be a sourdough. It could be ciabatta. It could be, uh, you know, some sort of, uh, what do they call them? Oh, my goodness. Uh, Brioche is real soft. Brioche is like a soft bun. Wow. Doesn't be some sort of baguette. Was it a baguette? Yeah, some sort of baguette. There's some some baguette-esque material and a little uh, Trader, I think like a Trader Joe's-esque little thing of brie. Okay. Wow. Well, throw the brie brie I'm not uneducated. Not I am. Uncultured. Dude, I have no idea. So get the brie, throw it in the oven, pull it out of the oven, Ooh, you know, stir it up, up a little bit. And then the brie comes with some almonds or some pecans. Oh, my. And then you dump a whole packet of honey in it. Yeah, man. Dude, like, so I'm full of honey and cheese and bread. Oh, my God. That sounds delicious. Did you drink wine with it? No. How could you not? Because my wife's pregnant. Well, she can watch, can't she? she you could. one of those guys? You one of those guys who uh, you know is considerate of your wife's feelings? Never, but oh I goodness. don't think that we had any wine because she's in charge of buying wine, which she's not uh, doing because she's pregnant. Uh, and I didn't ask for. There's it. always at least a case of wine in this house. Always. That's, that's a lot of wine. Man, you know not what? Really. Actually, that's a lie. I bought. We bought a case. Like we bought like twelve wines last. I was going to say you bought. You bought wine when you were at our house. We actually do have a ton of wine in the basement. I just didn't think of it. Um, but, dude, I am so full. And my blood sugar's high. So I I just, this thought of anything other than water right now is just disgusting to me. So that that's my excuse. Um, Can I sidebar on the brie? Because I was never a brie guy. I don't like soft cheese, uh, to be honest. But we were doing, uh, I think it might have been when you guys all came over. We were doing a little charcuterie, charcuterie board. Yes. And I put some brie on there. And then... Um, we got some brie or that was there. And I kind of, I ate it cause Molly said, Oh, if you get, we had some, I had some sort of really fancy jam and I would put, uh, you know, a little brie on the cracker, a little jam. And I was like, Oh, this is fantastic. And then over the summer, Molly went to Bucky's that big, uh, convenience store. And she got this jalapeno blueberry jam. It tasted so good, a, just a tiny dollop on top of a piece of brie on a cracker. Oh, I would, I was like addicted. I would, I'd sit there for lunch and eat like half a thing of brie and all this jelly, this jalapeno blueberry jam. It was so delicious. That's all I'll say about that. I want that. I got to get it too. I got to get, uh, I got to get to a Bucky's, get me some of this jalapeno jam. They probably have it at Trader Joe's. You know, speaking of speaking of carbs, you know what I think I'm gonna do? What are you gonna do? 
I'm gonna take my pants off. All right. That is uh, a first. It's, it's unusual. Really hot because it's 80 degrees outside. Yes. For some reason, it was literally 80. I went. It was went a little... so beautiful this weekend. Oh, what are you nuts? God. Um, they call me nuts. I said, "Are you nuts?" No, I don't want to see your nuts. I know you're taking your pants off. Keep the camera angle high. I, the camera angle is like chest and above for anybody listening. So there's very little danger. But no, I'm very literally very little do. nut action. Well, was... <laughs> Cody likes to go balls to the wall for the <laughs> literally during the podcast. Oh, man. Oh, man. Once my son in the next room finishes falling asleep, I'm going to go loud and proud uh wow. with my little helicopter spin i got going on you drop that tea bag kerplunk <laughs> you have click clacks click 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 remember those the balls on the string that would click clack and then they shattered and so people sued and they got took them off the market no i know truck nuts oh truck nuts are wonderful are they what's wonderful no. about them just the fact that there's guys who are so completely oblivious to civilized society that they will hang bronze testicles off their Chevy, uh, Chevy trucks. Ah. I think it's just, I, I love it. It takes ugly America to a whole new level. It takes complete, uh, lack of self-awareness. You go to pick up your kid at, you know, grade school, got nuts on your car, drive up to church on Sunday, big set of balls for Jesus, you, you know, going out on a first date, you don't even have the girls don't even have to wonder what your nuts look like. They just see the back of your car and they go, Oh man, they're really heavy. And um, yeah, that's why I love it. I love this was not on the tease either. This wasn't on the see, lead in. See, and for the listeners who were concerned that if that we might put too much structure into the show, no, see, <laughs> see, see, yeah, don't we, worry about it. We planned, we said, here's the main things we're gonna hit. And then we talked about um, Brie and truck nuts period truck nuts so you know we're still they are a great country duo by the way brie and truck nuts yep they just got into the grand old opry brie's hot brie is very hot truck nuts i could do without but he plays a wicked mandolin so i'm down nice well we checked in with me and my my brie what's your in my pants removal process yeah, this is going to be exciting when you what's drop your, trial. What's your I, status? What's is your my, current mood? What's your current mood, as they would say on MySpace? Uh, my current mood on MySpace is glittery. A lot of hyper, a lot of links, a lot of coding on MySpace. No, I'm just, uh, somebody said, oh, you got to stop. Uh, can't always be talking about your health maladies. I actually don't have any maladies today. I'm just, uh, I taught today. I was at school today, so I'm a little, uh, a little bushwhacked. Because uh, 800 first graders told me how tall I was. It, you did take your pants off. I told you I was going to take my pants off. I, I know you told me you were going to take your pants off, but, you know, I don't know. People uh, people might not have believed it. I didn't believe it. I'm not going commando. Like I'm I wearing know what you things. wear underneath. I wear long underwear that's red, and it actually covers my entire upper what? body as well. Are you Mormon? Mm-hmm. Do you have one of those magic undergarments that the uh, Mormons have? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that's Maybe very nice. Close my blinds, considering all the kids in the neighborhood. That would be a good <laughs> How idea. How many kids are peeping in your window at 847 on a school night? Dude, I don't know. All right. Maybe it's those squirrels. You got some bold squirrels on your porch. But uh, back to, to answer your question, my mood is fine. I'm in a fine mood. Uh, got home, did some uh, did some business, and uh, 
you know, De then Debbie and Molly were out. And so Walter and the other dogs were here. You know, I, I you know, I'm never happy unless I have a menagerie of hounds in the house. And uh, that's that. So I was looking forward to this and trying to figure out uh, things. But uh, yeah, that's it. Nice. Yeah. So everything's good. Um, uh, we're, I'm dealing with a new, and I put the new in air quotes, dining room table. I this is a, our first topic on the schedule. That's why I, 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 I thought I seamlessly went right into it, and then you abruptly called attention to it. It's that's, better when I call attention to it, Brian. It's, that's it, is, been, it is much more awkward, and that's, that's been, why we're here. That's been the case since I started producing. You know what you. you need? You need a buzzer or a bell. So when we actually start a topic that we that we advertise, you ring the bell. You know, I literally have Spike Odell's bell. I know you do. And I actually have a buzzer that I used for a, a, an event last week. So I could every time. Hold on. I'm just going to roll back here. All right. See, I know where Spike's bell is, and it's in my kitchen. I'm 90% sure. So I will bring Spike's bell next time. But this time, so this time we'll use Brian's buzzer. Next time I'm bringing the Spike O bell. That's a buzzer right there. That's amazing. And it lights up. The X lights up on the front for if you were playing a game. All right. So we have actually started. We've actually started a segment that was advertised. 18 uh, minutes in. Much like the table that is now in our house. Nice transition, Brian. Thank you, Cody. Um, all right. Here's the thing. One, I don't mind spending money on fun stuff. But when it comes to anything big, whether it's the house, a car, uh, furniture, I get very antsy and I always feel like I'm being rushed. Debbie has been talking about wanting a new dining room table for the last three years. Our table for the record was 21 years old. We bought it at Wix when we, when we bought our house in California, Wix, surprisingly Wix. Um, so I'd say that was their slogan back in the day. Uh, I had bought my original dining room table for my first apartment at Wix. So this has been 20 years. This table, now, I guess I don't pay attention. I knew there were a lot of dings and scratches because the dogs over the years have stood up and scratched it. And one year, Molly was doing a school project when she was maybe kindergarten or first grade, and she had a pen like this, and she was just pounding on the paper, and it made a million little divots in one part of the table. Um You've seen the table. According to Debbie, everybody who's come to the house has judged us <laughs> because the table uh, had some, uh, some of the legs had a couple chomps out of them from the dog. The dogs over the years had also chewed a couple of the cross, small cross dowels in the chair bottoms. So I knew the table was in kind of bad shape, but if you put a tablecloth on it, I always thought it looked fine. Right. And when people sit, if the chairs don't wobble or break, they're, you know, in my mind, it was fine, but that's my mind. And we all know what a problem my mind can be. So Debbie has been on all these Facebook marketplace groups because we had discussed maybe getting a round table or something else. And we looked at all the furniture stores and dining sets are very expensive. You know, mm -hmm. Debbie's like, I don't want to pay 1500 or more for a dining set. So I'm going to keep looking on the marketplace sets. I'm like, all right, whatever figuring she's never going to find anything hoping that she would never find anything because 
here's the thing. And this I know is a mental block. Trust me. I talked about it in therapy. Um, I have no problem selling stuff. We've sold a ton of stuff on like Facebook and Craig's all, all kinds of places and people come to buy it. And I never judge them. I'm so happy that one, they're buying something that they can use and they're getting a good deal. And I love it when I'm the seller as the buyer, I feel less than I feel like I can't afford to buy a new table. So I got to buy this guy's garage sale merchandise. I know it's crazy, but that's it. So Debbie finds a table with a leaf, four chairs. The table has just been restained. The chairs have been reupholstered. It's close, you know, about 15 minutes from our house. It's an unbelievably good price. And she says, well, I asked him if we could come look at it. This was Friday. And I said, okay. And as soon as I said, okay, I regretted that oh, no. decision. No. Yes. I was like, okay. And then I said, well, what does it look like? She goes, I showed you the picture yesterday. I said, I didn't pay attention. Of course. Show me the picture again. <laughs> and I'm like, well, you know, it doesn't really match the hutch. Well, it matches close enough. And I'm like, eh, it doesn't match close enough at all. And I'm now I'm trying to find any reason not to go see this table. But in my mind, I know the table's already sold. She's getting that damn table. There's no, no matter what, I'm going just so I can't say to her, well, you didn't even let me see it. That's the only reason I'm going. And to my car's bigger to fit, <laughs> fit a lot of the chairs and stuff in my car. So we go, and this guy's very nice. You know, it's a nice, it's a nice house in a nice neighborhood. Uh, it'd be like if somebody came to our house to buy something. You go, oh, they, you know, these people aren't derelicts. Mm -hmm. They're they're just selling some. Maybe they got a new table and they're selling this old one, but they put work into it to make it look nice. And he was honest. He said it's, you know, it's a few years old. There's a few little things. And I looked at it, and you can't, you know, you got to be. I I was looking for any sign to not buy it, and I couldn't find any. Really? None? No sign. No. I mean, there was a, there were a couple little dings, but nothing out of the ordinary. They had done a nice job reupholstering the chairs. Um, they had done uh, a nice job reupholstering, you know, staining the table and stuff. And I'm like, oh, boy. There was one thing, like, at one point, I, I kept rubbing one spot because it looked like they may have varnished over a hair. And I was like, oh, if, if I feel that, if that's a hair, I can say something in it gone and I'm, I keep rubbing it, rubbing it, rubbing it. No, I don't think it's a hair. I just think it's a swirl in the varnish um, or the stain or whatever. So Debbie gives me two outs to not take it. She's like, are you sure? I'm like, yeah, it's fine. And then she goes, walk over here with me. So we walked away from the guy. She said to the guy, can we have a minute? And he's like, oh yeah, sure. So we'll go, are you sure? Cause it's, and I'm like, no, I'm sure we're, you know, because I had said to her, going, I know we're getting this table. It's just a formality that I'm in. No, it's not. If you, I'll keep looking. But I knew she wasn't going to keep it. She wanted, she wanted the new table. Because the, the, at, sat, so we get it before, right before the meeting, right before our big high powered production meeting with our agents and our, uh, everybody else that's involved in the realities may vary universe. Mm hmm. Extended universe. Extended universe, sure. Um, the multiverse, I would call it. You could call it that, yeah. I'd call it that. So by, when I came to your house, I had a dismantled uh, dining room table in my car. That you didn't want. a couple want. of chairs. 
that I, no, I didn't want, I, I didn't think, I, it's not that I did, I didn't think we needed it. Plus, now I felt like a pauper because I was buying somebody else's garbage, even though it wasn't. It wasn't, it's not at all. It's not, this is how not garbage it is. Molly walked in the house and went, wow, that new table looks great. So, it, all right, it looks nice. And the chairs are pretty comfortable. They're sturdy. But Saturday morning, I get up and Debbie, and, and we, I said, well, what are we doing with the old one? I said, because I don't want it sitting in the garage forever. Debbie said, we're just going to give it away. I was like, okay. Uh, so she posted on this Facebook group, said, there's a 21-year-old table. It's well-worn. There's some dings. There's some uh, scratches. There's the chairs. All of the pads are there and redone, but there's some of them aren't attached to the chair. Uh, but it's free. So if you want it, let us know. And I guess uh, Friday night, somebody said they wanted it, but then they were messing around and weren't coming. So she told the guy, if you're not coming, I'm going to the next person on the list. Because I got up Saturday morning. Oh, did you hear anything? She goes, I got over 100 responses for this Shut free up. table. No, yes. you didn't. Yes, she did. A 100? Over 100 responses for a free table on one of these Facebook marketplaces. It was a table with a leaf and six chairs. Pretty good. Well, you've, you've seen my table. Yeah. I guess for free, like if we had charged even 50 bucks, we might've gotten one response, but free, everybody wants free. So she talks to this guy. He goes, can I come over now? Um, and I had an appointment at 10, but I was like, yeah. She said, yeah, come over. So I quick had to take the table apart because she didn't want somebody coming in the house. So I take the table apart. We get all the chairs. We take it out to the side of the house. And the guy comes, I'm in a meeting and I look out the window and I see him and I hear them talking right below. Turns out he's a, he's a Ukrainian immigrant and people helped him when he came over. So the table and the chairs are going to another, a new refugee family that doesn't have anything. And he's like, they'll love it. It doesn't, this is perfect for them. So like, then I was like, oh, this is great. I felt happy. Did it erase my uncomfortableness of buying somebody else's stuff? No, not at all. So now I, I go down and now I got to bring it in. And this table is heavy, heavy. So I bring it all in. I get it all put together. And then I tighten up the chairs. You know, my Allen wrenches are working overtime. And I got to admit, it looks nice. And then I ate lunch at, at the table to try to, you know, get acquainted with it. And it was fine. So now it's there. And, and I tell my therapist this and he's like, well, you know, uh, some people feel that way, but you got to get past it, you know? And I'd come to the terms, even if I get two, a year or two years out of this table for what we paid, we'll have made our money back. And if we don't, if we get 12 years out of this table, <laughs> Debbie will go, see, I told you, it was a good table where we bought it. You didn't want to buy it because it was somebody, somebody was selling it from their house. You, 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 you did. I'm like, yeah, I've never bought used furniture before. Have you ever bought used furniture? Oh my God. Almost, ex almost exclusively. Really? Almost exclusively. Wow. It was, it was excruciating for me to go to the fine folks at Penny Mustard Furniture oh, and yeah. actually custom order a sectional, which turned out great. And I was happy with it. And I'm glad we, we paid. It was very <laughs> great worth of value. Every, First of all, every piece of furniture I had in every apartment I lived in was a hand-me-down. I'm pretty sure. Pretty I had sure. a lot of hand-me-downs, but it was from like my grandparents' house 
or my aunts, you know, people that I knew. Yeah, no. I didn't go over to a stranger's house and go, here's cash, can I have your old table? Oh, no, dude. We needed a corner entertainment stand for our TV <laughs> in my apartment. Yes. Drove out to the suburbs, bought this nice, big, heavy wooden entertainment stand. It was 100 bucks. It's the one under my TV now. Okay. That was 100 bucks. Still there. Yeah. The nice. China cabinet and the Laker cabinet downstairs, both hand-me-downs. The, uh, the, the leather couch in the corner, hand-me-down for my parents. The only things downstairs that are new are one of the rugs. We have three rugs. One is a new rug that my parents gifted us for okay. Christmas. So it doesn't even count. And um, and the couch and the kitchen table, which we hate. It is the worst thing in our. It's the worst piece of furniture in our house because we ordered it from Wayfair and it was the wrong color. It's like orange. Oh, okay. So we hated it. It was too. We put it together and all that crap, so you couldn't really easily return it. And then oh. we realized our kid is gonna maul this table, so it's destroyed no matter what. So I'd rather have a decent crappy table that's the wrong color that he obliterates right. than have it be a decent table. See, Upstairs. I almost, I looked at Wayfair and then I realized I had told Debbie I wasn't buying any table that I couldn't actually see. So mm. that defeated any online shopping. Yeah. No, <laughs> we, have, we have a bookcase downstairs that we found in an alley that we just brought back up to our apartment in Chicago. In my office, uh, I've got a dresser that I picked up for free while I had COVID. Uh, <laughs> my, wife was, my wife was shopping around for furniture. I said I wanted a chest of drawers for my office. Uh -huh. And she found this. This guy was giving me a chest of drawers and a dresser. And I just pulled up. He was on the curb. I was like, don't come near me. I have COVID. Can I take this big piece of furniture? He goes, sure. So that happened. The, there's a little VCR cabinet in my office that uh, I've had since I was zero. There's a bookcase here that was uh, my wife's like grandfather's. The chair I took from the old curiosity.com office when they moved out of the office. <laughs> um, the rug I bought on Craigslist. The only new piece of furniture in my office is the desk that I got on Amazon for 150 bucks, which I'm replacing with a desk I'm building that Ooh, I'm working on. Look at you, um, little yeah. house on the prairie. My son's room, he has my old desk is in there that I grew up with and had in my apartment uh, for my entire life. The nursery has the dresser that I grew up with and had in my bedroom for my entire life through all of college and all of Chicago. And we put the changing table on there. The cedar chest in the nursery, my wife found on the curb three blocks away from here. <laughs> that was free. The only new thing in wow. the nursery, the only new thing in my son's room is the bunk bed. And the only new thing in the nursery is the crib. And then in the library, she custom ordered the bookshelves, but the, uh, the cabinet in there the previous owners of this house left the giant metal desk in there. We got for free from the law office that we used to live above when we were in an apartment and the two nightstands in our bedroom were left by the previous owners. So literally wow. four five pieces of furniture in our entire house. And there's a chaise lounge she bought. So six pieces of furniture are new that we bought that we actually bought and paid for new everything else is a hand-me-down or we found it or we got it for free or paid for it on craigslist wow. every other item the entire house all right yeah that's crazy the pet the now, outdoor furniture the glider and the chair ups outside were my great grandmothers okay uh the two chair and bags i have my parents gave me i mean dude i could go i just went down the list sorry that was really excessively detailed 
Wow, we're getting a lot of YouTube comments about private dating chat. Group. Yeah, this is uh, that's pretty cool. Block this user. Yeah, <laughs> this is not our uh, not our usual thing. Um, all right. Well, I should say, in fairness, all the furniture here that you see behind me, all all my office furniture, was left by the owner when we moved into our house in Frankfurt. They had a a big office kind of library, so uh -oh. we took it all. I woke up my son. Oh no. Is he going to come in and party? No, I have to go put him back in bed because my wife is teaching yoga. Oh no. I'll All right. right go, go ahead. Hurry back or don't hurry. Take your time. I don't want, I don't know. Um, so yeah, all the, all my office furniture was left by the previous owner of our house. When we moved back from California, we had it all at our last house, but then coming here, we sold a few of the bookshelves. So, but, all right, this is all, I guess this is all used furniture, but it was left and I technically bought it with the house. So that, uh, that was kind of fun. And then, uh, but for years I had hand-me-down furniture. Like well, when I moved to my first apartment, I got dressers and, and stuff that was, had been at my grandmother's house, but was in my mom and dad's garage. So I got all that stuff. And then for years, like we bought Molly when she was a baby. We got all that stuff was new, but our bedroom set was just leftover furniture. And when we got to California and I won money on the game show, that was, that was the thing we did. We bought a bedroom set. So I took, I took the money. I took some of the money that I won on greed and I finally bought us a bedroom set because that was to me being an adult was being able to buy a, a regular bedroom set. So I did that, and it's still the bedroom set we use. It'll be the bedroom set that's here when we die. Uh, not, I don't foresee getting a new bedroom set, you know. Oh, you know, I did lie. We did order not a bedroom set, but the, the the two dressers in our bedroom, mine and hers. Those are we did buy new. Okay. And I do like them. They are not my favorite. Like I don't think, like I would like to upgrade at some point, but they're fine. All right. Well, trick. so that was it. That was my, that was the thing. I was, I was, uh, putting judgment on myself that didn't really need to be put there because there's no shame in the furniture game there. It's, you know, uh, Mike had said, hopefully it was not a used mattress. I would never buy a used mattress. I would never pick up a mattress in the alley. Uh, no, a mattress is, um, a mattress is, you know, that's sacrosanct. You, you get a new mattress. You don't mm -hmm. you don't mess around with the mattress. Now we did buy when we moved back because I I'm trying to remember. Molly had like a in California because our rooms were not real big. We had a like a, a, a loft bed in Molly's room that had a desk and stuff underneath it. Uh, when we moved back, she didn't want that, so we had sold that. And we bought her some Pottery Barn teen furniture. It was all white. She wanted a canopy bed. She was a little girl at that point, you know, third grade. Oh, the white canopy bed, the whole nine. And then she got, uh, she was getting ready to go to college. And she was like, I don't want this furniture anymore. So we were moving. We sold that furniture. And again, I love when people buy the stuff we have. Because I one, I know it's in good condition. So nobody's getting ripped off. Two, I'm happy somebody can use it. And three, I'm like, oh, I got a fraction of my money back. You know, I might have spent, I don't know, let's say a thousand bucks on all this furniture stuff. I got 300 bucks back. I'm happy because I got 300 bucks and I got like eight years out of this stuff. But then 
we had to get some furniture for her room and I ended up buying uh, solder stuff that you put together. So mm. I put together the dresser, the nightstands, the bed, the uh, chest of drawers, the whole nine. And it was fine. Mirror, everything. But uh, yeah, so that's it. That was my big, uh, that was my big used furniture conundrum. So now I got this table and Saturday, Debbie's, I, I kept saying, how do you like your new table? Which, you know, she loved. She loved it. I like your new table. I like it very much. How do you like it? I go, it's fine. And uh, this was another thing that I learned uh, or I picked up in therapy the other day. He said, uh, you should be gracious. You should graciously say that you like the table. I go, but I'm big on begrudgingly. Shouldn't that be better? And he's like, no, graciously is better than begrudgingly. I was like, all right, I'll work on that. That's something I'll put in my, uh, put in my to be done list where I'm going to work on things. Huh? So yes, I, so now we have, Oh, it's a beautiful new table. You'll have to come over and sit at it sometime. <laughs> it's going to be great. And then look for the, uh, look for the laminated hair. See if you can find it. So oh, it's well. going to be like a game. I'm going to wait till somebody goes, is that laminated hair? And then I'm just going to look at Debbie, laugh, get up and walk out. Oh man. I'll walk back in, but it just for dramatic effect. I'm just going to walk out. I don't know why I want private dating chat girls all of a sudden. Why not? I, I don't know. But Past they were 36 blocked. not fun. Yeah, blocked. Not going to happen anymore. Mm. All right. Um, so let's go. Let, let's hear some movie reviews. I want to hear some movie reviews. You said you had I... movie reviews. That's right. That's another topic that we said we were going to cover. <laughs> no, the <laughs> Well, listen, listen. I don't know why. I'm, I'm doing the ASMR voice. <laughs> ASMR. I, I don't. I don't get the ASMR movement. It doesn't matter. My son is still falling asleep. asleep. What He's is up with this kid? I planned it. I planned this, Brian. I said topic one was the the. Oh used right. Am I supposed to do getting rid of the memories now? You're supposed to get rid of the memories because then. All right. <laughs> because then when I get to the movie review part, I can scream about Roman Polanski movies. Okay. All right. See? Well, because hey, my wife will be home. I had to throw away some memories yesterday. Why? <laughs> could this become the most annoying part of the, uh, the news structure podcast? It could. It the could. buzzer. It could. So, um, you, you, you know, the saga of my mom's house and how we have been doing all this stuff, you know, over the last two years at my mm -hmm. mom's house. She has a two and a half car garage that uh, barely fits her old uh, Ford Escape. She had to pull in last winter so carefully. She would pull in till she hit something. She had to be so far over that a passenger door could not even open. And she had stuff piled up on the driver's side so she could only open the driver's door halfway. Uh, now you may say, why, why would somebody do that? I don't know. Uh, you think I have mental issues. Hang on. Anyway, so we had decided, uh, I told you a while ago, we cleaned out the shed and we were going to move all the Christmas stuff into the shed. We put the shelves up. So that was what was going to start yesterday. So we get to her house and she's like, she always has another ancillary thing to work on, which is fine. Um, but yesterday it was like, I can't get my printer to print. So will one of you look at that? And then uh, she doesn't have a front door. Did I tell you this? No what? front door. Her house is boarded up like a crime scene. Uh, she, what? Yeah. 
the story I got was well after the fact. She fell in the laundry room. And she scooted on her butt over to the stairs, but then she couldn't get up to get up the stairs. So thankfully, we had last summer, we went through this whole thing, and she has one of those, bay, it's a Bay Alert medical. So she presses the little button, and they call the house, and the big speakers come up. First of all, I'm really happy. This system works great because she pressed the button, and they were like, uh, what's going on? And she said, I fall. She basically, like that old commercial, I've fallen, and I can't get up. Mm -hmm. And they're like, do you need the, do you need the fire department paramedics? She goes, yes, I need somebody to get me. Uh, but my doors are locked. Now, last year when we signed up for this service, they offer a lockbox that you put a key in and they're the only ones with the code. The only way the fire department or the police department gets the code is if you sound the alarm and they call them. She didn't okay. want that because it would look like, it would look like the house was for sale. I said, well, you have a back door. You could put it there. I don't want it on the back door. Okay, then let's get it for the fr I don't want it on the front door. Okay. Uh, so suffice it to say, the paramedics and fire department showed up at her house. The doors were locked. They kicked in the front door. Boom. <laughs> Straight off. Bam. She was fine. Thank goodness. They just had to help her up. Once they helped her up, they helped her walk up stairs and she sat in her chair in the living room and they were like do you want to go to the hospital she said no i'm fine uh because her lady friends were coming over to play mahjong so she couldn't go to the hospital even if she needed to now i don't know if she really needed to but that's neither here nor there mm -hmm. so now there now there was no door and i'm getting all this like three days later so the fire department the guy said, oh, I'll call so-and-so with the board-up company, and they'll come over, and they'll board your door up. And then she had to call somebody to come and measure for a door. So yesterday I go, when is this door coming? Oh, they told me 8 to 13 weeks. Said, 8 to 13 weeks? He's like, yeah, that's how long it takes to get a door. I go, I don't think it takes that long to get a door. I think I could go to Home Depot and get you a door in a half an hour. No, no, this is an odd-sized door. There's no, there's no way it's an odd-sized door. You bought this house when it was built from the contractor who built them. All the doors are the same size. Well, that's not what they told me. I go, well, I think you might have gotten ripped off. <laughs> so anyway, when we were last there, she was like, uh, she was going to get, after the door had been kicked in, she was going to get some big, one of my brothers in their infinite wisdom had told her, because she has an alarm system too, and they're like, oh, well, the alarm company makes these touchpad locks and you just punch in your code and the door locks. And I'm like, oh, that is the worst idea ever. And none of them wanted to hear that. I'm like, she's having trouble with her phone. And this is not to diss my ma. She's 85. She, you know, I'm like, I don't think she needs any more technology in her life. Mm -hmm. I think the lockbox that once it's secured to the door, she never has to worry about again. I think that's probably the easiest thing. Well, I don't know. No, no, no. And so I went out and thank God for Debbie for a lot of reasons. Uh, one of them is when my uh, blood pressure gets too high and I'm about to explode, I can leave and Debbie can talk to my mom because my mom will listen to Debbie. She doesn't want to listen to me. Her, honest, her first response to every idea I have is no. Mm -hmm. Then it, then a week later, I get the call. You know, I was thinking about what you said, and it's right. I was like, yeah, duh, of course. 
So anyway, so the the box had come. I ordered her the lock box. It came. So she was. We're doing all this work out in the garage. We're pulling out all this Christmas stuff. We're pulling out all this all this other stuff. And thank God she was in the house for most of it, because a lot of it was just we either donated it or we put it in the garbage. And there was this furniture out there that we thought we were going to be able to sell, but it had been in the garage so long it was all mildewed and warped. And so I was just throwing this out. And all I all I wanted her to do was come out for the Christmas stuff. Because, well, part of the Christmas stuff. There's two, there's a wall, the whole back of this garage. My dad and my uncle years and years and years ago built cabinets to store all their stuff. So there's a whole wall of a two and a half car garage with shelves about three and a half feet deep that is that's Christmas stuff. Oh, not counting all the Christmas stuff I had already pulled out of the garage. Oh no. This is stuff you couldn't get to for the last 20 years because there was so much garbage in the garage. I go to open one of the cabinets just to see how much is in there. And Molly's like, Oh my God, it stinks in there. All the shelves are mildewy, all the stuff. So I close the cabinet and I say, we're not worrying about these cabinets today. We just want to get it so she can get the car in. But of course, then I start and I'm going and I'm going, and I'm dragging more stuff out and I'm putting all this big stuff on the side. Cause I decided I was going to call a 1-800-GOT-JUNK because I've seen their commercials. Well, the weird, the weird thing is about them. They don't give you a price till they're actually there. So like they come to your house to pick up all this stuff and I don't know what they're going to tell us, but we just keep piled, making this giant half the garage is now stuff that's going to 1-800-GOT-JUNK. Um, so we were just tossing stuff away. And then I asked her to come out just to look at the Christmas stuff. Every box was memories. Oh no. Every box. And I'm like, ma, you don't, I've set up her tree for the last decade. I said, you have one tree and your house has looked really nice. Cause you said you're happy. You put out the stuff that you want to put out. Well, I might want to have more trees. And you see now where I get the sickness, the Christmas sickness. I'm like, where are you going to put more trees? I said, ma, I can't decorate more than one tree at your house and bring in the stuff. Well, I don't, maybe I'll hire a handyman to come and put up the trees. I was like, and Debbie's like, Brian will do the trees. And I'm like, I'm doing the, the tree I always do. I'm not. So it was a whole big thing. And she's getting upset because she doesn't want stuff to get donated or thrown out. And that Debbie's upset because I'm a, it was a whole big thing. So her memories were being discussed. So this, this, of course, she tells Debbie after when I go, because I Molly helped me carry stuff into the backyard and then we loaded up the shed with all this Christmas stuff. And all I can think of is it's a long walk in the snow from the shed to the house that I'll be trekking through the backyard <laughs> sometime in December. But so Molly and I are loading the shed. And of course, then Debbie is talking to my mom by herself and um, we get in the car and she goes, you know, your mom is just sad because everything in those cabinets represents memories of either your dad or you guys and da da da. And now to hear that it's ruined and it's got a, it, probably has to go because it's moldy and mildewy. She's just very upset about that. I was like, okay, that's I get it. That's fine. Uh, you know, whatever it's, it's going to be there. I did say to her, uh, you know, once we, cause by set, so Saturday they're coming from, from 1-800-GOT-JUNK. So that'll be a story for next week when I deal with the junk men. Um, but the garage will be cleaned out. She will have basically 
at least two and a quarter of the two and a half car garage to park her one car. And I said, Ma, I've cleaned out this garage three times, which I have. I've cleaned out that garage more than I've cleaned out my own garage and all my garages combined. I said, if it fills up again, I'm done. I said, this is it. I can't. I can't. Well, maybe I, this uh, the handyman came up again. Well, maybe then I'll just get a handyman to, to clear it out. I go, how about you don't fill it up? How about that? That would be fun. Put the metal on the curb. A lot of stuff disappears for free, Mike. You're right. We put out stuff the last time and people took it. So, you know, but this time there's just too much stuff. We got, I got to pay to have somebody come and get it. So a handyman, a handyman's going to come. Oh, but I don't think there are handyman. So I tell her, we, I tell her the plan. Oh, I made an appointment with 1-800-GOT-JUNK. Well, you know, across the street one time they had a green truck come and take stuff away. I'm like, ma, I'm not, <laughs> this is not, it's not up for debate. I know this company. They're they're coming. They're taking it. We're paying for it. That's it. I'm not. <laughs> we're not I'm not going to comparison shop to have your garbage hauled away. Somebody said they'd come and take it. Yes, we have to pay them, but <laughs> it'll be gone. Okay, that's fine. She did. So I put the back to the original. The lock box is now on her back door. Because this is how she guilts me. Well, if you don't have time, I'll just be really careful until you come back. Because if something happens to me again, then they'll have to kick in the back door too, and I won't have any doors. <laughs> like, Ma, it'll take me literally three minutes to put this lockbox on. Well, if you have time, if not, I'm prepared to just be careful. What does that mean? You're going to just sit in a chair and not move. You're not going to cook anything. You're not going to go upstairs to your bedroom. You're nothing. You're just going to sit there. I'll just be very careful. I'm like, you don't have to be careful. So I get it all. So then I, she's like, well, how will they know? I said, I'll go on the website and you know, I'll sign into your account and I'll put that the lockbox is located on the back door. Oh, you can do that. I go. Yeah. Cause that's what I did with all the other stuff. Oh, okay. So now she's got her lockbox. I hope she's still being careful. I hope she doesn't, you know, all of a sudden she's going to get this uh, feeling. Well, well, I got a lockbox on. I can do whatever I want because they'll be able to get it without breaking down my door. She's doing somersaults and sliding down the banister, coming in like Tom Cruise with her socks, sliding across the living room to Bob Seger. I don't know what the hell she's going to do now that she feels she doesn't have to be careful anymore. This is what Me you either. have to look forward to. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, this is, I was going to say, this is not territory i've really had to explore much no. but, uh, and it's it, not territory anybody thinks they're going to explore till it happens luckily for you your sister lives much closer to your yeah. parents and right now thankfully both of your parents are there mm -hmm. so you know they can they can deal with each other mm -hmm. and then you know that you might in the next 20 years you might want to move farther away or just start ignoring your parents like my brothers do I, that's not fair. They don't do that. They just don't live close. <laughs> so what's your threshold for discarding memories, as you say? I used to be bad at it. Now I'm getting better. Uh, if something hasn't been used in, and I'm not exaggerating, 20 years, it's there's no memories in it. Mm -hmm. There's nothing. You, you, there's no reason to keep it. Um. When we went through our Christmas stuff over the last couple of years, you know, at first it was like, oh man. But then I realized we used to have like six trees. 
We don't have that kind of stuff. So stuff just started getting weeded out. We still have a ton of stuff, but every year a little more goes away. Um, but we do go, we go wild decorating for yeah. the holidays. So if it comes to the point where all I want to do is put up one tree, then maybe the other stuff goes away. But, you know, uh, if it's if it's something new, I, I tease Debbie about it all the time too, like with the table. Oh, you're just trying to get rid of all our history by getting rid of this table. So I get it to a point, but that's why, like, when she wasn't out there, there were no questions asked. No, she had carts of old books, carts and carts of them. She had a lot of stuff that was brand new. Like maybe some toddler I know who loves books is going to get all these brand new books that were at the front of the, they were recent purchases because they were at the front and, you know, it's like, well, we know, we might know somebody, some children who like books. There you go. So, but there was, there was just all kinds of, and it, yeah. And she only asked about a couple things when she came out and saw how much was out. And I had saved all those things. Yeah. I was like, oh, those are those are in the back because there's a there's a pile in the back of stuff that you and I will go through, you know. But uh it's it's nuts. I I have gotten better about getting rid of stuff. Uh is that a douche canoe? It's not a douche canoe, uh Sandy behind my left shoulder, but it is it is a canoe, good eye. It is a, a bronze sculpture of a, a i say a dad bear and his and two cubs paddling this canoe and it's by this artist cody you've been to my house you've seen the uh the bear sculptures by my fireplace mm -hmm. and the painting over the fireplace mm -hmm. all done by the same artist and he had moved now into sculptures and so debbie and molly a few christmases ago gave me that and it usually sits on the mantle right under a picture based on that this sculpture is based on. But now Halloween stuff is on the mantle. Mm. So I brought it up here to the office and now I guess people are, uh, people are seeing it in the background. It's very lovely. It's wow. beautiful. So good eye. yeah, so it is. Yeah. Good eye, Sandy. Wow. People being very, very observant. Yeah. Thankfully, I, you know, you are, I don't have our nudes hanging back there. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I, for discarding memories are you a hoarder yeah. or do you get rid of stuff no no i have one shelf on my bookcase of dvds okay now no one needs to hear these no, no i no. have a ton in my basement but i know we don't need them see but i only kept the ones that there's a specific story behind well no that's not true i have a few other ones but the majority like there's a horror movie that my mom was terrified of in the seventies. That's really cheesy that she gave me. And it's like, she's like, Oh, I watched this with my friends. We'd freak out. Uh, it's called demon seed. Oh, it I've is, heard of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's silly. I watched it with yeah. an accident. <laughs> um, but like, you know, I want to keep that. Cause like, that's, that's a, you know, part of her history. Um, and yeah, I've got, I've just got a handful of other ones that, that there's something behind, but uh, yeah, same with CDs, but CDs, I'm down to basically just, mostly burn cds from high school stuff like that so i'm okay with it video games are tricky for me um yeah. but like every year at gen con i sell a bunch of stuff because at this big gaming convention they have an auction room oh okay so i can sell my nerd stuff it's great 
the first couple of times that did the I did the auction room, I paid for my entire weekend. Oh, nice. Um, because I sold so much stuff. I literally made, I think the first year I made like $800 or something. Jeez. Yeah. And then, I mean, spent it all in the hotel. And sure, the but that's okay. But yeah, no, I literally, I made a ton. I think this year I probably made like a hundred bucks or something, but I get rid of stuff every year, nerd stuff. And then okay. every year, like sometimes, you know, I'm going through my games and I'm always just like, you know, I'm just not ready yet, but maybe in a year. And then yeah. a lot of times the next year I'll be like, no, I'm ready. And that's fine. It doesn't, doesn't bother anybody, right. you know, that they're hanging out. So yeah, I guess that can be tricky. The other thing is though, I have two, well, I have, I have one, sh one and a half shelves on my bookcase in my office and they're all, they're all books I'm never going to read. Right. But they're all books of authors that I interviewed for oh, Curiosity okay. Daily. So. Are they signed? No, no. They just came with the press release and whatever. A few are uncorrected proofs, which does not okay. make them more valuable or interesting. All it, means <laughs> right. is, all it means is that it's paperback, there's typos, and it says do not sell everywhere on the cover. Right. So. So you're, of uh, course, going to sell them. Of course, not for resale. So. um. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. There, there's a handful of things like that that I'm just like, oh man, I wish that I didn't have to take a whole bookcase shelf up with like the authors, but like it's cool to point to that and be like, oh, I've interviewed yeah. every author on that shelf, right? So, I don't know. Yeah, there's certain, th like we, when we made our last move, that was when we purged all our CDs. Nice. Uh, we burned, we went through them, we burned the ones that we liked, uh, and then we got rid of the rest. Or copied the ones we liked, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Put them on, put them on iTunes, uh, and we sold them. We took them somewhere and sold them. And then the videos, all our CD or DVDs, I, I was like, all right, I'm gonna, we'll get rid of some of them. So we had like two, we had three of those CD tower or DVD towers filled with DVDs. Yeah. Now we're down to a much smaller one, because I kept all the Marvel movies. I kept all the blu-rays because i still have a blu-ray player in the house like on the during the holidays we watch dvds mm -hmm. you know so i kept you know we kept those we kept the holiday movies not we got rid of the vhs ones but we kept the dvd ones um but yeah those those it was okay we could get rid of them because i realized we'd been collecting dvds and we almost never watch DVDs. Mm -hmm. I mean, I kept the Lord of the Rings. I'm never going to sit through the Lord of the Rings again, ever. You know, I've seen The Godfather 852 times. I don't need to pull out my box set of Godfather DVDs and watch them again. You know, I'm never watching the the uh, extra footage or the commentary. I never did that on any of the ones I have. I don't know why I thought Blu-ray were so much better. I'm sure there's, you know, a new format that's better than Blu-ray. Um, but I got them. Who knows? Yeah. And yeah. now with streaming, you don't need any of that stuff. Man, you do, though. There's some stuff you just can't get. And then there's stuff you got to pay for. And then, Correct. oh, my my son uh, rented his first Amazon movie last week. That was cool. Paw Patrol? Don't remember what it was, but... Uh, Did he do it on his own? Oh, yeah. Okay, how does that yeah. happen? How, how does a child have access to your Amazon account? It was like three taps. He literally, because on the Samsung TV remote, there's literally a prime video button. Yes, okay, yes. So he inevitably, and we don't even have prime video, inevitably, you every, time now. He, you know, every <laughs> time he grabs the remote, every time he grabs the remote, he hits that button, but I think by accident. No, it's prime blue video. And it's cool. Yeah, he he just he literally hit the big button circle in the middle like four times and it just purchased a movie. 
It was like adult, 15 bucks. Adult content? What do you watch? Um, the Batman? Some stupid PG movie. 15 bucks. <laughs> 15 bucks. My wife had to deal with that. That was cool. Like, really? You couldn't require <laughs> a password or anything? And like, it's not like we don't have... It's, you know, it's like, well, the parents got to set the security settings. And it's like, well, we don't use the app. Like, we don't even have the app. Yeah. Like, what? Seriously. It's oh, um, I think that's great. <laughs> I don't know, man. So, his I, one, you're telling me his taste in movies is not good. No. Is it better? No. Than, is it as good as your taste in movies? Well, it depends on what you mean by the movies that I watched last week, Brian. There we go. Let's go, dude. Let's go. And I know my wife is home, so if I wake up my son, right. it's her problem. So uh, last Thursday, you know this, was my five-year wedding anniversary. Yes, it was. Happy anniversary. Five years for Dr. and Mrs. Cody. Yeah. Or Dr. and Mr. Cody. Right. Yeah. Thank you very much. good. Survived so far. So far, so good. So, yeah, you know. Well, like, uh, you know, we didn't do anything special. We, 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 and she, we talked about this weeks ago because we, we just went to Ireland. Yeah, that was pretty good. So we did all right, you know. Uh, it was supposed to be our baby moon, but it's a week before our wedding anniversary. We'll call it both. And and we were out of money to do stuff, basically. <laughs> and my kid was my kid had a bit of a cold at that point, so we didn't want to drop drop him off at my parents' house anyway. Right, right. But we, we we had a cold earlier in the week, right? And so we were like, yeah. He was, he was fine by by the time he saw you, he was totally fine. But Friday, Thursday, he was still a little. I don't know. The kid was hacking like he was, should be in an iron lung. Oh, was he still? And the nose was running. Oh, well, he's Poor a kid. kid. Their nose is Oh, yeah. Running. No, I'm not, uh, you know, I don't think he was Typhoid Mary <laughs> or Typhoid Harry. I don't want to be sexist. Sure. Right. So we're like, you know, eat some sushi, put the kid to bed, you know, maybe watch, uh, maybe watch, uh, you know, so like a like a romantic y kind of not romantic, oh. but you know what I mean? Like just an adult, yes. an adult mo a movie for grown ups. It doesn't mood, have you know dogs that talk in it. Right. So just you know, just kind of set the mood, you know, get in the romantic uh atmosphere. So I find uh so I Google these stupid lists. I'm like, you know, like top like sexy movies. And then of course it's got like show. What are you doing an overnight show? Yeah. <laughs> I see what you did there. Um, or, you know, like top top 20 like suggestive movies or whatever it was, these stupid lists. And I come up with a few different different uh different finalists. I don't remember the three movies, but of course, one, she recognized the name of the director. She's a big fan of director okay. driven stuff. She likes the auteurs. Well, she likes the idea of like, she'll be like, oh, we should watch all the Kubrick movies now. Or we should like go on a Hitchcock bender okay. or, you know, stuff like that. And so if she knows the director and likes the director, then it's like, it, like, like it infuriates her that Netflix doesn't list the director in the credits. Oh, it doesn't? No. Oh my. Not for a lot of movies. HBO Max does. Maybe Netflix added it for a long time. They didn't. And she's okay. like, who directed this? And it's infuriating for her, right? <laughs> I can see that if she were a director herself going, why are, why aren't the directors getting the credit they deserve? But as far as I know, she's not in the film industry, is she? No, but she's a, you know, she's a film. She's a film aficionado. Okay. I, I gotcha. So uh, anyway, this one movie, we never heard of any of them, but one of them is directed by Roman Polanski. Oh, now Roman Polanski. diddler. He's <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> 
So Robert Plancy's pretty famous and also allegedly a child diddler. I don't know child if you knew that, Brian. diddler. Is a child diddler at your service. Hello, I'm a child diddler. How are you? But, you know, we'll still watch a Woody Allen movie here or there. He's a child sure. diddler. We're, we, we can separate the art from the artist. You know, maybe it was before right. he diddled those kids. Who knows? Maybe. It was. It was. So, sure, you're you know. listening to Michael Jackson and uh, before you watch your child diddler movies. I get it. Right. Name one person. Name one person in America that's not listening to Thriller this month. Me. I'm sure you've heard Thriller somewhere. No. Not this month. I mean, I've heard it, obviously. You will. I was a DJ back in the late 80s. I played Thriller. You got another week. You got another week, Brian. You're a DJ? I'm going to hide it. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was me saying no. Um, so, All right. So what, what's this Roman Polanski movie? Chinatown? No. Rosemary's Baby? No, but I will get to Chinatown. Oh, okay. Not physically, but I'll get around to talking about that. Gina has also not listened to Thriller this month. Okay. All right. All right. This is what happens when retail dies. People don't get out. People <laughs> wow. don't go out and get subjected to the same three songs. I, was gonna, I think it'd be easier to hear it if you wanted to now because it's streaming everywhere. But well, if you want, no one want, I didn't see anything about wanted to. Right. See, yeah, people are sitting around. You're in Chinatown Saturday. Hey, Mike, there you go. So uh, the, the movie's called Bitter Moon. Bitter Moon. Yeah. Never heard of it. So it is starring uh, a young Luke Perry. What? Is that right? Hey. Hold on. No, Hugh Grant. I'm sorry. Hugh Grant. <laughs> <laughs> that was celebrity names. Are yes, they Emmanuel any? Singer, Peter yeah. Coyote, Hugh Grant, Kristen Scott Thomas, and Victor Benergie. Yeah. So, fun fact the lead femme fatale is played by the real life Roman Polanski's wife at the time. Really? Yeah. Which we didn't know. Wow. All right. So, anyway, uh, I give this movie weird out of four stars. It's very weird. And uh, so, 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 Hugh Grant. Is this just an unassuming gentleman celebrating his seven-year wedding anniversary with his wife? They're on a cruise ship. They're kind of, yeah, yeah, kind of. Their marriage isn't super hot and heavy. You know, they go to bed separately, sleep in separate beds. Just kind of, you know, cordial relationship. The fire's kind of gone, and he meets this uh, par paraplegic. Means he's paralyzed from the waist down, or the neck down. Yeah, it could be anything. I, Can he use his arms? Yeah. Is he a quadriplegic or a paraplegic? He can't paraplegic would just be his legs, yeah. It's just his legs. All right, so he's a paraplegic. Yes, so he's a paraplegic. Correct. So he means his paraplegic that's insane. The paraplegic is a very bad writer, like a terrible writer. All right. And he has a noir style of speaking. Like, uh, I was with her. It was like honey on a comb dripping from a dew <laughs> on a wet Sunday morning Good down Lord. into the trees, through into the brush where the animals are waiting to copulate as the grass grows around them in a forest full of feelings just beside the town where love is born and where the water wheels turn like they're churning wow. the grains of their hearts uh, and minds of the place nearby under the beating sun. Like literally that like you've bad. made it an irresistible much must watch for me now. It is. It is. So, so it's legit. Actually one of my favorite movies I think I've ever watched my wife. What? Because, because like, 
this crazy wheelchair dude just starts <laughs> telling Hugh Grant this insane story about this woman he's obsessed with. And he's okay. just using these in, this terrible language and analogies. And you're just like, but Brian, it perfectly, it perfectly toes the line between parody and sincerity. Really? Like you're there in like, I'm like, this can't be serious. And then something really cheesy would happen. And then something really cheesy would happen. And I just turn to my wife and I'd be like, what the hell is going on? And she's like, don't worry, it'll get normal. It'll get normal. So they fast forward back to the present. Hugh Grant's listening to the guy. It gets more over the top. And then they go into another flashback. And it turns out the whole movie is really mostly a series of flashbacks with him telling the story of this romance. And it gets increasingly more ridiculous but it never quite crosses the line of like, this is just total, total cheese. All right. But it walks the balance. So like, anyway, at the end may of the I, movie. May I read you a line from the Washington Post review of this? Yes. Yes, please. Bitter Moon is rated R and contains graphic sexual scenes, shock tactics, and really bad lines. <laughs> Would you concur or yep. do you wish to argue? That I'm totally concur. Totally concur. <laughs> totally concur. So now, was this I, was this one that your son bought for you as an anniversary gift, or did you did you guys uh, find it somewhere on your own? No, nah, I found it on our own. It was on HBO Max, actually. Really? HBO Max. Yeah. All right, we got that. Yeah, I recommend it. It is. <laughs> Sounds like it. I, I I especially recommend it for people that have no idea what they're getting into. Uh, so I don't know if the experience would be quite as intense for you, but like if you're listening to this and you want an interesting movie that will give you something to talk about with somebody that can put up with kind of bad lines and stuff, check out Bitter Moon. All it right. is pretty fantastic. But nice. the part two of this is yeah. the next night we're like, let's watch a different movie that maybe is not that because I was so, it, I like Brian, we got done and I was like, First of all, I am totally not in any kind of romantic mood at all right now. That may not be for several days at this point, but I was so entertained. I love that. So the next night we're like, let's watch a different Roman Polanski movie and see if we can catch fire twice. All right. So we watched Chinatown. Ooh, that's a good one. Academy Award winner. Have you seen Chinatown? Yes. Did you like it at the time? Did you see when it was new? I don't know if I saw it when, well, when did it first, I don't think I saw it when it first came out. I might've been too young, but I did see it. I'm uh, looking to see when it came out. 1974. Yeah, I was, I was much too young to have seen it when it came out. Okay. So I saw it somewhere on TV, you know, later down okay. the road. Okay. I remember being, I remember being kind of good. I like Jack Nicholson in it. There's a scene where Roman Polanski is going to slice Jack Nicholson's nose. There's a lot going mm -hmm. on. It's all about yeah. water in LA in the, uh, what is it? The thirties or the forties. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, I do not recommend that movie. Oh, so because? my review, Brian, is that movie was fine. It was fine. It's your sister, your mother, your sister, your mother, your sister, your mother. That part's good. So <laughs> all the quotable parts happen in the last like five minutes of the movie. Right. But it is, it, it's just fine. Like I was never, I never really cared who did the crime. There wasn't, it wasn't like a well-written mystery. Okay. Um, there, there's some character like vagueness, like they keep referring to Chinatown and it's like, okay, that's kind of a cool like device. But in this, so I've been watching, dude, come on. My, my wife's been having me watch. I've watched Hitch Hitchcock Norris with her. 
I've watched a lot of noirs in the 20s, 30s, 40s, like 50s. And they were all, except for like maybe one, they were all better. Okay. Just, just all more compelling, wow. more gripping. Um, if you want to watch a good noir, watch Hitchcock. Like just yeah. Hitchcock's going to beat him 10 times out of 10. So it was fine. There's nothing bad about it. Um, Jack Nicholson is good. Your point, the performances are good. Hey, Dunaway. Yeah. It, it, yeah, it's like reasonably engaging. But like I said, like at the end of the day, I wasn't, at no point was I like, oh, wow, he just came across this. Like, oh, okay. wow, that's fascinating. Or like, wow, I really care what happened to the water supply of Los Angeles. Which is like, no one likes Los Angeles. Who cares about their water supply? Well, back then it was the land of dreams. Well, that's why I say it aged poorly. What I imagine <laughs> is that at the time it was really groundbreaking and yada, yada, all these really great things. But I don't think it aged particularly well in the pantheon of noir and noir type films. And it certainly was not as good of a film of a Polanski film as his other uh, masterpiece, Bitter Moon. So next is Rosemary's wow. Baby. We got to watch Rosemary's oh, Baby and I'll let you know how that goes. I've seen that numerous times. Yeah. I don't know anything about it, so don't spoil it. But I'll just um, say Mia Farrow is in it. Okay. And it's good, so it's good if you've seen it many times. I've seen it many times. Mm, yeah. Interesting tease. It's, well, it's of its time. Let's say that. There's a very creepy Ruth Gordon in it. All right. So, That's hot. so you don't know anything about it? No. Really? All I right. presume someone in it is named Rosemary. I don't want to spoil it for you. <laughs> I don't want to be accused of spoiling it, so Wait, I'm not going to. Is it an abortion thing? No. Oh, then I'm totally wrong. Never no, mind. Totally wrong. Um, yeah. All right. So, watch okay. it so we can talk about it. I, I well, won't say well, any more about it. All right, we'll get into it. Well, and anyway, maybe you so, know what? Maybe I'll watch it uh, before next time too. Okay. We can compare notes. All right. We'll do like a movie club. Well, like I said, if you get bored, watch Bitter Moon. If you watch Bitter right. Moon and you listen to the show, comment on the Facebook page because I would love to hear what you thought of it. Like I said, watch it with somebody that didn't hear this podcast so you can kind of surprise them a bit. Because, like I said, like we didn't know what we were getting into, and she literally like for twenty minutes in the movie, she's like. I looked at her and I kind of rolled my eyes and I'm like, what the hell are we watching? And she was like, it's not going to be like this. The whole movie it's Roman Polanski. It's just going to start like this. She was wrong. I loved it. <laughs> well, oh, we little... binged something Saturday night that I did not think was going to happen. What was it? We finished oh, dinner. You told... This was, wait, you told no, me this in person. No, no, this was the watcher. We talked about that last time. Yeah. This is, we get done and I was like, do you want to watch a movie or something? Maybe we can, we finish dinner. Maybe you want to, you want to watch something scary. Cause it's, you know, Halloween time. I don't know. Okay. Let's, let's see what's on Netflix. Maybe there's something scary on Netflix. And there was, uh, we watched a trailer for like a PG rated, like family Halloween movie that seemed kind of funny. Uh, then we watched the trailer for a limited series about a detective investigating a satanic cult in Ohio. Thought that might be kind of fun. And then we found uh, 28 Days Haunted. And it followed, it was, bless you, it was, uh, what was it, six or seven episodes about these three different teams of paranormal investigators, all of whom had a psychic or a sensitive with them. And they were sent to three very haunted locations across the country. One was in Connecticut. One was in Ohio and one was in Denver. And they like they didn't tell the people where they were going. And as they were driving up, they had them blindfolded, the whole thing. And then it's 
following that the it was based on um did you ever see the movie the conjuring there's no there's a couple like the, the conjuring and a couple other movies were based on this couple who were paranormal investigators a husband and wife and they have this theory that it takes 28 days to run the uh the cycle with these specters or spirits or presences that you get you know they the isolation that you feel being locked in for 28 days it all works you know so all of these places had a dark secret was it it was only a secret to the people who were going there mm. they were like well publicized crimes and hauntings and, and stuff well i was laughing the entire time the, there was some the the couple in the couple that were in ohio were at a general store and it was this uh short southern woman who was a sensitive she's a uh you know, she could talk to the spirits and feel the presences and stuff. Oh, yeah. And then, then the guy who was with her, uh, I thought it said he was a dermatologist. In fact, it said he was a demonologist. So I was mm. way, I was way off. Cause after, after the first episode, I said to Debbie, I go, why do they have a dermatologist on this thing? And she's like, you idiot. It's demonologist. <laughs> I was like, Oh, okay but he was this big fat guy with a crew cut it wasn't me but and he he was talking about evil spirits get out i will not have you come at me i will not i will fight you spirits i will fight. It, it, it was it was insane and i kept saying to debbie do you believe this stuff and she's like yes i do i believe that i can't believe you don't believe it and i'm like what she and molly believe in ghosts and spirits and all kind of shit and these people were, oh, dark forces were coming after these people. It was insane. They were, oh, man, they were not going to deal. This was a, uh, I'm not going to deal with that dark ass. They said the S. Uh, you know, I get to, you get to go home. I'm the sensitive. I'm the, the one who can, the medium. And I got to carry this with me. I'm not messing with that dark stuff. I'm not getting injured by, like, the fat guy ended up having to go to the hospital because he was almost being possessed. That was... <laughs> In one of the episodes, the, the woman freaked out because the dark, the dark presence was coming at her and, uh, you know, Jethro decided he was going to fight this demon. Jethro. Well, I, that, that wasn't really his name, but that's how I, it's close enough. Good enough. And, uh, Jethro was almost then taken over and possessed by this demon and he had to go to the hospital. Then he came back and he was okay. And he went up for one final conflict with the demon. The other ones in, uh, in Denver, they uncovered some horrible mystery. And there were a couple times where I was like, oh, that doesn't make sense. Like they'd all be in one room and they'd be talking to the spirits and there'd be like a loud crash somewhere else in the house. Now, am I a guy who knows a little bit about show business? <laughs> you bet I am. Do I think that maybe there was a production assistant up in the attic who just threw a chair down the stairs? Who's to say? If I were my wife, I would say no. <laughs> An evil specter did that. If I'm me, I just found it wildly hilarious. Wow. And every episode was about 35 minutes, so it wasn't a big investment. Uh, but it was another one where Debbie was like, I have to see the end. I have to see the end. <laughs> so I'm sitting there on my phone. I'd look up. I'd laugh. You know, they got the night vision camera so you could see a ghost. And... Uh, They've got this uh, thing. 
you know, all of them had a, all of them had a spirit box, which is how the spirit could talk to them. Oh. And so it'd be all Bob or die or and then they all repeated die. He said, die. Did you hear that? He said, die. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. They said die. Uh, and then they had a, another box that filled the room and had four lights on it. And they would say to the spirit, if you are here, turn on the red light. And of course, then there's a close up of the box and the red light comes on and everyone goes, Oh my God, there's a red light. So that might be, that's, that's worth, if you want to, if you want to laugh this Halloween season, if you're, if you're a believer, you probably will find it fascinating. If you are a skeptic or non-believer like myself, you will find it wildly amusing. Uh, don't be misled. There is no skin condition uh, being worked on in Ohio. There is no dermatologist on the show. I, honest to God, thought it said dermatologist. Dude. Honest to God. And what's the, and, wow. Well, it's 28 days haunting. On I will, I was going to say, what was the director, actually? I don't know. Yeah. I wonder uh, why. Interesting. Just kidding. Don't, doesn't matter. Um, that's really funny. We have not done any Halloween theme ed no, viewing. We, we are not, uh, we're not Halloween. We're not horror people. Okay. Not horror get out. People. Cause if we hadn't, you know, that would mean that we're terrible humans. So right. we did You'd be see, racist. If you didn't watch, we'd that, be right? racist if we didn't watch it. Okay. So uh, we saw that a couple of like a year or two ago. It was a while back. Gosh, I don't know. We've, we, you know, when we decorate for Christmas, yes. we put on the soundtrack to uh, Charlie Brown Christmas. Because mm. it's amazing. Yes. It's, it's amazing. It's like we, the best album. We play it um, all the time. And so when we were decorated for Halloween, which takes like a fraction of the time, mm -hmm. we were decorated for Halloween, so we put on the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown soundtrack. <laughs> uh, so that soundtrack is about six... 45 second tracks of weird ambient, like spooky howling music. Yeah. Four different arrangements of Linus and Lucy. Oh God. And that's it. That's the whole thing. Really? It's, it's not. Yeah. There's no, it's not anything to write home about. And dude, I am not going to listen to the nightmare before Christmas soundtrack ever. No, I you don't want a little Jack Skellington. No, not in the background. It's good music in the context of the movie. I'm not going to sit around listening to it. It's stupid. So I'm, I'm not going to do that. So, and I'm not going to listen to Thriller on repeat, although everyone else has, except for everyone, because no Gina one's listening to it. It doesn't matter. Uh, Gina is, Gina must have missed it. She says, if you want to see a funny movie, watch Rosemary's Baby. The last scene looks like a scene out of the Andy Griffith show. Can't wait. Ron, Ron Howard does make a cameo on Whistle. Oh, did okay. that spoil it? Uh, Sorry. Well, I know we have one topic left, but real quick sidebar. You know... <laughs> Cody sidebar. That was a sidebar. potential. That was a potential uh, topic. Cody it's sidebar. It's like, uh, you know how my son woke up earlier. I went in. Yeah. He was like, read me a story. I go, no, but just go back to bed. He laid down. He called the little bear. I'm like, I'm gonna leave the door open. You'll be okay, right, bud? Came in here, didn't hear a peep. Okay. Wife came home. I told my little movie stories. And my parenting style is, hey, bud, go back to bed. Okay, bye. Leave. I have been listening to he and my wife talking for the last 20 minutes. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know why he's awake. His bedtime is 8.30. Um, but they are sure having a ball next door. Well, nice. Well, we and won't keep you long so you can go join in. No, I 
because it's good that he stays up till 11 or 12 every night. <laughs> yeah, that, that's not happening. I don't know what's happening, but it's hilarious. <laughs> Are they discussing world events? I don't know. If I had come Is she home, telling him about Bitter Moon? If my wife was standing in my spot doing a podcast and I had walked home and my son encountered the door, I would have been like, oh, hey, it's bedtime. Put him back in bed, lay down. I'll leave the door open. <laughs> Bye. End of story. We just have different styles. It's fine. She's the better parent. I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna front. There's, there's nothing I'm, wrong. I'm not, with, with uh, you know having different styles. No, there's just nothing wrong with having different styles. Yeah. Um. She's great. <laughs> anyway, um, you need help with something. No, I think I, it's well, it's it's just a preview for next week. It might be a good way for us to wrap up. Oh, because, uh, you know, no, the last couple of years when I've been subbing. I would wear my clown costume to school on Halloween. Mm. Uh, I have this, my mom had made it years and years ago and it disappeared. It had been lent out. We finally found it back. It's one of those clown suits where it has a hula hoop around the middle. Oh, you, you've told stories about this. This is right. like a legendary costume, a legendary costume. So I've worn it a few years. It's good. It's a big hit at school. Right. Well, this year I was not teaching on Halloween, but I got a call last week. And they were like, hey, um, can you can you work on Halloween? We really need you to cover this this room, and we know how you love to dress up. And I'm like, yeah. And they said, well, just so you know, this year the whole staff is dressing like minions, and the principal and the assistant principal are going to dress like Gru. Have you ever watched the Despicable Me films? Mm -hmm. So, yes. Yeah, so the whole staff is going to be minions. And they said, but you can wear whatever you want. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to be the guy who doesn't go along with the gag, you know? So I'm like, all right, what do I need for a minion costume? And I start looking for like a yellow shirt and some blue overalls or whatever. And then a yellow hat and some goggles that either I can make or that I can. And I'm pricing this out and I'm like, oh man, do I, I ended up. Uh, by next Friday, I will be in possession of a men's plus-size minion costume. <laughs> so next Monday night, I will wear a minion. I don't know what minion I am. I hope I'm Bob, but I don't think I am. Mm. I'm just generic fat minion, and uh, that's going to be on my card. Hi, how are you doing? I'm generic fat minion. Oh, fantastic. Grew Industries, huh? Yes, that's true. I'm a vice president. Nice. Oh, really? You, you speak very well for a minion. Well, I went to college. Uh, so yes. So next that was, that was the big holiday because I was debating and debating and Debbie finally was like, it's going to be so much easier for just buy the costume instead yeah. of trying to piece it all together. So it's from one of these cheesy costume companies, you know, it's probably going to last till lunch on Halloween. Hopefully it'll last longer, but yes, I will be a, uh, I'll, I'll wear it for next Monday's, uh, podcast. Nice. So I will be, I will be a minion. So I listen, I'm nothing if not a team player. Mm -hmm. So I will be, yes, that's why I'm a team player. Are you ready? What is your son going to be? I think last year I remember him being very cute on Halloween. Well, was it, oh, he so was a wizard, wasn't he? He was. Yeah. He has two costumes. Oh my. Why? Because we're going to a wedding Friday. Oh. And the wedding invitation said formal attire or costumes welcome. Wow, that is a wide range. It is. You could have somebody in a tuxedo and then a slutty nurse. I'm pretty sure at least one of my friends may come dressed as John Cena. <laughs> With the jorts and everything. So <laughs> it's going to be fascinating. Uh, my wife be. and 
My wife and my son and I, for the wedding, are all dressing as the same thing, which I will discuss next week. Oh, my. I can't wait. And then we have a separate Halloween costume for Halloween itself, which, I mean, maybe you'll see because it, we're doing a show on Halloween next week. We are doing a show on Halloween. It, and I assume it will be from this office. Based on tonight and last week, I don't know if I can keep using my studio for our podcast. Really? I'm oh, next door to my door, son's yeah. room. We share a vent. Yeah. And he's definitely awake now. Well, that's because your wife is in there jabbering with him. I mean, right. But he woke up last night. <laughs> no, I know. All right. So uh, I've got other mics. I can figure something out. But just a warning. It could be interesting. That'll be okay. fun. We'll figure it out. Why don't you just yeah. do it from his from the upper bunk? Ooh. Just do it from the top bunk. And then anytime he's awake, you can just lean over precariously and go, okay, bud, it's time to time to go to sleep. And then reel yourself back into the top bunk. Oh, yeah. I can do that. Or I'm drop a bunk. microphone down so we can make some comments. Well, there's a, I have some options because I've actually, you know, I've actually, I've barely used my office this week just because I'm, uh, I'm going to remodel it and redo some stuff. And I, I just haven't felt compelled to come into my office. I've been using my right. wife's office. My wife oh, used to work okay. from home. So she's got a whole desk set up, the standing desk and my monitors in there and stuff. Uh, my gaming monitor. So um, I've been working from her office, just brighter, a little different, but it's down the hall. So maybe I'll just move some mic Switch stuff in offices. there next week. Huh. Yeah, we'll see. Well, it'll be fun. It'll be fun to hear about the wedding and your costumes. It'll be fun to hear about your, your, uh, Walter tried on his costume last night. It came in the mail. Oh. Yes. Uh, and this is how, you know, I think uh, there's mental issues down the whole family tree from the roots up. Nuts. So, Molly, there's a package. I go, what, what came from Target? Oh, that's Walter's costume. Mm. Okay. Now, Walter has been alive. This will be his third Halloween, third different costume. So, I won't say what it is because he might be here. He might still be here Monday, too, and he might make an appearance. Uh, my dogs, no costumes. They're going to be dressed <laughs> like dogs, uh, which is, ironically, they're dressed like that tonight. So, they don't need to, they don't need to change. But um, so she tries it on and she ordered the size that it said it should be, but he's at the smaller end of this. I thought he looked fine in it. You know, as much as, as much attention as I paid, I looked over and went, Oh, that's cute. That was, that was it. Oh no, it's too big. It might be, what if it's sly? There was a whole big discussion between her and Debbie. They ended up ordering another costume in a different size so that they can try both on. And then I'm like, he's going to wear it for probably 20 minutes. Who cares? Molly cares. Debbie cares. Target's going to care because one of them, is, one of them is coming back. You know, one of the costumes. Surprise, Tarjay, you're getting it back. But then she said, "I'm going to bring his last year's costume too." So Walter is going to be like Cher next Monday, and go through costume changes. I don't know what will happen, but I can I can hardly wait. And we're going to be packed next Monday because the candy factory is open. Yeah. Willy Wonka is throwing his doors open. The weather is supposed to be nice. There will be thousands of slack-jawed Chicagoans with big empty bags waiting to get filled up at the uh, Mars Chocolate Factory. No one knows where they are going. The freakiest scene in a children's movie ever. The Willy Wonka boat scene. I'll have to think about that. 
Yeah, you try to top that. Yeah, I don't think you will. To be continued. Yeah, TB, TBC. Uh, just a heads up, uh, just found this out. Thursday night, I will be on WTMJ again from a 6 until 8. So that will be uh, that will be exciting. If you want to listen, listen in. Steve Dale is going to be joining me talking about uh, Halloween safety for your pets and answering pet questions. We'll uh, talk a little bit more about Halloween. I think the dark will make a appearance. So nice. we can listen to our favorite, one of our favorite holiday classics. So a lot to do a Thursday night on WTMJ. If you are uh, near your radio or your computer, or you can listen to it on podcast later. I don't care when you listen to it. Just listen to it. Tell your friends. All right. So this was our first run with this new, uh, you know, where we, where we had topics. I liked it. I liked it. There's a little fine tuning. I think oh, we can yeah. introduce. Well, this is the time. first. This is the first time. Thought. So yeah, I was happy with it. And yeah. hey, we hit the we hit the time right on the money, baby. Boom. Right on the money. All right. Well, listen. Have fun at the wedding. Have fun <laughs> with your costumes. Uh, thank you guys for uh, listening. Thanks for watching this feed. Tell your friends. Uh, like, follow. Tell, if you tell one friend and they tell one friend, one will be selling a lot of shampoo via 1976, and two will get uh, more people uh, listening to this, which is, mm. that's the goal. So that's how it goes. All right. We will talk to you on Halloween. It will be spooky. Bye. 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 <laughs>